0: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hey, what's going on, people? It's Three Points in the Gaff. Hello and welcome. I'm here with the lads. You know how it goes. It's me, Pundit J with big United fan Jay Marty, big City fan Mike. So what's popping? Well, I'll tell you what's popping. Everything at Manchester United is popping. Do you get me? But meanwhile, City are bubbling nicely. But do you know what? Yeah, we're going to get right to it. But I'll tell you what, it might be a new year, but there's no new biscuits around there. Do you know what I mean? We don't change our munches. So get your chocolate digestives out, do you know what I'm saying, before we get to it. All right, so let's get into it, because you know what? Yeah, let's start a bit apart, lads, right? Down the M6, about one and a half hours from Manchester, straight into Birmingham town. Man United, went to Villa Park, Stephen Gerrard, Coutinho, Motti, it spoiled me even. Listen, yeah, I had a Chinese plan. I was looking forward to it. I had chicken fried rice on the menu, salt and pepper chicken pieces, chips with a hint of okay sauce. I lost my appetite, bro. I, listen, them fools in red hurt my feelings, bro.
2: How, how, how did it feel for you, fam? I'll tell you something. It must be bad if you're losing your appetite, bro. No offense. You know I mean, that's like <laughs> <laughs> that's a new low point for Manchester United Football Club when we've made public J lose his appetite. Hey, trust man. Well, bro, bro. Honestly, bro um, <laughs> it's it's just it's so deflating, and it was so predictable. With 20 minutes to go, even though we were two 0 up, I didn't feel confident. I wasn't sat here thinking, you know, what? we'll be all right. Here. We'll get this. Is us now. We're set. You know, when Bruno got his second. Because we've yeah. been all over the gaff. And Bruno's second came against the runner play. We looked nervous. And then, before you knew it, it was 2-1 and then 2-all. And by the end of it, you're almost relieved that Villa didn't get the win. And that just shows where we're at. I mean, every time we'd seem to take a step forward at Manchester United recently, we'd take two steps back. And the one thing that Ralph's done is been able to dig out a few clean sheets. We, we had no clean sheets for so long this season. And then all of a sudden, Ralph Raddick comes in. And I don't know if that at fake stats or whatever, but it's something around, the, you know, the, the three out of five or whatever. You get a few clean sheets. We go, okay. Do you know what I mean? Defensive, we're looking a little bit more yeah. like we're, we know what we're doing. And then you have a game like that against Aston Villa, a, a team that have already beat us once this season at Old Trafford. Two and up, 20 to go. You think, right, okay, just keep possession. Keep it tight. Don't do anything silly. And we're just constantly giving the ball away, constantly hoofing it up. Constantly losing possess- possession all over the pitch, not just from the front line, but you know the goalkeeper, defenders, the whole the whole team just seems to turn into. I, I we were on the watch along, and I said it was like Wimbledon in the in the early nineties. It was just long ball, yeah. hoofs to no one. There was no structure, there was no plan, there was no sort of you know sort of coherent football. It was just let's put stick our foot through it all the time. Yeah, but I, just, I-, I saw it coming. I did, yeah. But, but oh. Let's 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 rewind and I'll go to the first half, yeah. Because the
1: first half, I'll be honest, yeah. United played well in that first half. There was purpose. There was intensity. I saw desire. I saw pass and move, two touch, three touch. I saw control in possession. I saw control out of possession. So to see that in the first half away at Villa Park, which everybody kind of thought was going to be a tough game anyway, and then the second yeah. half, just bro, it's just like the legs, the ball retention, just went. Did you get me, Bruno, and this is right, Bruno yeah. Let me just stick on Bruno for a hot set. He gets his stats and all that, right? But, yeah, you know, when you're watching the flow of a game, bro, and Bruno's giving the ball away unnecessarily, yeah? You have yeah. to understand, it's like, bro, look at the tide of the game. You're giving Villa in, impetus every time you give it away, do you get me? And it comes down, Bruno wasn't the only one, so I'm not just going to single him out, but this is why he gets stick, even though he gets his stats and that. Do you know what I'm saying? So, the midfield, every, listen, everybody listening to this, Who's a United fan, who's even a city fan or a fan of football in general knows United's midfield area is very poor. Matic, Tom, Fred, come on. This is big no. big Manchester United. You can't have you can't have that kind of midfield and think you're gonna control football matches because let's just the truth be told, Norwich dominated the midfield. Do you know what I mean? Newcastle dominated the midfield. Villa came to Old Trafford and dominated the midfield. They dominated the midfield again in the second half. So it's not a joke, Jay Light. What United need to do about it, especially in, 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 in this window, bro? What's going on, man? I mean,
2: it's, it's not rocket science, is it? It's, it's obvious we need a midfielder. We need someone who can play in front of the defence and keep hold of the ball. I understand what you're saying about Bruno. I like Bruno. I stick up for him. I think the problem with Bruno is when things start going wrong, especially, he tries to do everything. He tries all these passes and these things. You don't need him to do yeah. that. But I think part of the problem is you've got no one else around him that's doing that unless Paul Pogba's there. And I think we need a bit more quality. You look at, listen, we have these same debates about McFred, about Matic. Why do we have these debates? Do the Chelsea fans have debates about Conte, uh, Angolo Kante, sorry? the the City fans have these debates about Roderick? Nobody don't. There's no debate Mm. to be had. We have these debates about McFred and Matic all the time because you'll have one performance where you go, maybe Burnley or whatever, you go, okay, that looks all right. Yeah, nice one. And then you'll have another one like Wolves where it's a shambles and the push comes to shove. We've just not got enough quality there. We need a, a better midfield and we need someone to come in this window. And what worries me is the noises I'm hearing. I'm, I'm not ITK by any stretch of the imagination. I get my news from Twitter and journalists like most people, but it looks like we're not even, I don't even know if we're in for anyone. So I just don't see how we can expect a challenge at the top of the Premier League or even get into the top four with this midfield being so yeah, unpredictable. And that's that's yeah, using was- a nice word to describe it, unpredictable. I could have picked a lot, lot more uh, aggressive words than that, believe me.
1: Nah, trust me, man. But I think United need a tempo controller. Someone who can take the sting out of a game, put the foot on the ball and keep it simple. And not even just them do it. Make the other players do it as well. Do you get me? So you kind of need a character in there, innit? And uh, listen, man, it it ain't good. And everybody can see it. What what did you make of Ilango?
2: Yeah, I like Anthony Ilanga. I liked him. I think he's... I still think Ilanga's finding his feet in the first team. I've seen a little bit of him for the uh, the academy, and he's a very skillful player. He like he's got like a trademark goal where he'll cut in from the left and he'll bang it in top bins. And I remember his first goal, uh, his first game against uh, Leicester, I think it was. He played within himself, kept it very simple, didn't do a lot. Then against, I think it was Wolves. I think when he scored his goal, and we saw a bit more of him. And I think we're in between the two now. We're seeing glimpses, and you can see like he's getting a little bit more confident. But I think we have to temper our expectations a little bit because he's only a young lad. He's been brought into a team that are struggling. Let's face facts. United aren't, you know, this isn't like City bringing in Cole Palmer when they're flying high. This is yeah. United struggling to get even into the top six, giving a lot of a kid a lot of responsibility. So I rate him. I think he's a good player. I just I think he's been asked to do a lot in the minute, and we've not quite seen the best of him. I think we're seeing glimpses. But my trouble is, my worry is we're, we're expecting too much from some of these young players. It's the older players that need to be stepped up. My concern isn't Anthony Ilanga. My concern is the likes of the players you've just mentioned in the middle of the park who look like they just started playing football this morning.
1: Yeah, with Ilanga, it's a bit of a funny one for me, you know, because I don't really rate him like, do you know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. see a, another another athlete. I feel like I have to watch him. I'm going to have to watch him and a little bit more because certain things I'm looking for, I'm not really seeing in his games. You get me? So I think he's lively, but listen, man, Nathan Redmond's been lively all his career. Do you get me? So, <laughs> do, you
2: know, do you know what I'm saying? Straight <laughs> that's, that's in what it is. <laughs> um, Listen, I'm not, I'm not, I, I understand. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sort of have my hat on him and go. This kid's definitely made... This isn't a Mason Greenwood for me, where I go, I know I I fancy this kid. I think he's a very talented player. It could go either way. I know that's not exactly the most insightful thing to say, but we've had it before with youngsters. who have smashed it in the academy. And when it comes to making a step up, not just a step up, but a step up to Manchester United, haven't quite been able to make it. I think the one good thing about sort of this season and Ralph and what's going on is he obviously is getting his chance. From what I've heard, he's impressing in training. So he's just got to show us what he's about. It might be... He has a, a few games this season. Next season, we see more of what he's about and then that's when a decision is made. But a minute... Yeah, yeah well, well, when the new glimpses, manager... That's the word, glimpses, I
1: think. Yeah, yeah, but when the new manager comes in, all of these players are going to have to prove themselves to the manager anyway, because, again, in the summer, whether it's Park, whether it's Ten Hag, whoever it is comes in, they're, they're, like, they're going to look at all the kids, they're going to look at all, all the playing staff and everyone's going to have to prove their worth, so he's going to have to step it up again. Anyway, Sancho, though, he's in huge trouble, because if, if he's getting left out, yeah, for guys like Ilango, then it, obviously the manager's seen something in training or whatever, and thinking to himself, "Listen, I prefer this kid to you." And I, I, Sancho was a difficult one because I feel like we spoke about him before. But the intensity of the Premier League, yeah, and of the prem, the Premier League pace and that adaptability and your transferability, he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to dig deep, you know, bro. To, do you know what I mean? To find his spot in this team, and this team yeah. isn't a winning team either. Do you get but me? Which makes it even no. harder, bro. Do you know what it I mean? Yeah, so, we need to be. So we
2: honest. Just, go on, uh, go on. I'll let you come in, Mike's. Before yeah, just, I'll get to so, I will get I've got something to say on Sancho, but I'll let you come in, Mike. So first things first, is everyone okay? <laughs>
3: is, Thanks,
2: Mike. I'm glad you're concerned. I saw is, your tweet yesterday <laughs> where you said someone check on J Mike. Yeah, I
3: just I just <laughs> want to make sure it's a difficult time for some I just want to make sure everyone's okay. Even um,
2: though that's not sincere, I'm gonna pretend it is and say thank you.
3: Okay. <laughs> well, I do you know what? I think sometimes I think we just need to take a step back sometimes in it. Now oh. I think what I what I'm seeing here and it's more of a, a a fan base thing where the expectation has gone through the roof and again it United fans believe they should be in a place. But at the minute, they're desperate to be part of the conversation. So we've had Klopp bring his type of football to the Premier League. Everyone's like, oh yeah, the Klopp, you know, it's intense. It's rock and roll football. The intensity, we're we from Got a philosophy. Pep brought us down to the league. And United are desperate to be on the agenda. What want to be a standing agenda, right, agenda item. But it's just any business at the minute. I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, right, on a, that, that second goal where Villa made an error pass, I thought, all right, okay, 2-0. Looked on the timeline. I seen general passing big ball capital letters. And I'm thinking, <laughs> let calm down for a second. <laughs> it's, it's a bad pass on the United You want to You want to be in a conversation. You want to bring something to the Premier League or other clubs look at like City and Liverpool, and you're just thinking, we've got something there, and you've got, and got this gen-gen thing and, and made it kind of a a, a a great, unique USP for the Premier League. It's just closing the ball down. And, you know, an error came on that on our halfway line. But for me, I I, I didn't quite get why, why, why some people on here had a bit of a seizure on the old TL yesterday, um, praising, <laughs> praising... <laughs> But in a nutshell, yeah. I think I think the point I'm trying to make is I think sometimes you just kinda of gotta let it grow I, you know, I know you're you're picking out these players individually and and so on and so forth and blaming that midfield. But I've heard you Jay Motty on here say that midfield got us to
2: second in the league last year. You know, I don't know what What's changed in that space of 12 months? Yeah, I mean, but I've said that. I've said that about the defense. I've said it about some of the attackers as well. I've I got pulled up on it yesterday on the watch along. I did a watch along for a game. I keep using this term falling off a, a cliff. And I think some of the form of our players, like Maguire and Shaw in particular, you know, these are players that you can't read my history. These were players that going into the Euros were being lauded. You know, I know it's different in international football. But, you know, so What's gone you know, wrong then, Marty? That's what I mean. Like, like these were players that were being loaded last season. In the midfield, there's always been this question mark. And let's not pretend there hasn't. And yes, that midfield got us the second it did. There's not, I'm not disputing that. But we've all, I don't think I've met a United fan yet who, including myself, who didn't want us to sign a midfielder or doesn't think we need a midfielder. We've thought that for years, probably since, you know, before we bought Nemanja Matic. But what has happened here is we've been exposed The weaknesses in our midfield have been exposed even more so because we're struggling defensively as well. So, where in the past you might have said, okay, our defense has been quite good and our midfield's okay, now our defense has gone to pieces, our midfield's getting exposed, and we're becoming over over reliant on players who are, you know, like you say, like you mentioned Bruno there, and I like Bruno, but you're over reliant on Bruno who, you know, can be inconsistent. And then you're asking players like Anthony Alanga to come up and pop you you up with a match winning performance. You're bringing in Jaden Sancho, you mentioned Sancho earlier. I felt kind of sorry for him because he was going to come on at 2-0. He was stripped and ready to come on at 2-0. They get the goal back and it's a different game all of a sudden because then it's like, we're oh, hang on a minute. Now this is sort of, you know, the, the, the level's gone up, the intensity's gone up. It's They get a second. Now it's like, Sancho, can you get us a winner? And it's, it's it, I'm getting to the point now with Sancho where I've got to be honest on this podcast. I really have. I've always stuck up for him. I think long term he's a good player, in that. but he needs to start finding some performances. I don't think a cameo at Villa Park the answer, but I expect him to start against Brentford, and I think he needs a performance. He needs a. Game. So that's my because question. So then. far, we've only had it at Stamford Bridge, where he got his goal. Other than that, we've seen glimpses. I, you know, I use the same so thing. Based, based on glimpses, but We need more than that. So, based on. on
3: that performance by language, do you think yeah. central? Do you think he loses a shirt in the next game?
2: I think, I, I mean, I don't know what the, the issue was with Sancho, whether it was fitness or just he was drops, but I expect Sancho to start against Brentford. We've got three games in eight um, eight days, so I expect him to change it around anyway. And I don't see him starting a long of two games in in four days, whatever it is. So yeah, I, I expect Sancho to come in 100%, and I think there's no excuses. Um, Brentford, you know, no disrespect to them. You know, they've just been promoted. They're at the other end of the table. Someone like Jalen Sancho, he's not played a lot of football over the last few weeks. He should be able to cause Brentford problems. To say the least... Cause problems. Yeah. been nice. Do you know what I mean? Come yeah. on. Yeah, But going back, going back to uh,
1: something that you said a minute ago about the defense, though. But isn't the defense now with the lot and Tellers and Lindelof the Isn't that what kind of most people have been calling for anyway? So United are a bit in a pickle in it because what one minute we're saying Shaw, sure, Wambasaka are not good enough and rare, rare. Maguire's got to sit down for a bit and watch some live Premier League football from from, from the bench and all of a sudden he's watching live Premier League football and the defence is still conceding goal. Champions League Varane We we were
2: saying in the summer, Champions League Varane We're turning yeah. turn him into a Europa Conference Varane we? Yeah, we are I mean, you not know we? I'm saying I'm, so. I'm not I'm not digging him out. I don't particularly blame him. I just feel yeah. that you know it's the the trouble is with this, with this whole thing that's happening now with with Ralph Radnick coming in. Like Tele Sole, Sales and Delot for me are okay. I've never for one minute thought that Tellers and Deleu are like world class. I like DeLow. I think you're going forward, he's, he's decent. I like Tellers on a the, on, on the, on the dead ball, especially. I think he can ping in a good cross and, and, and a free kick or whatever. But I don't see them as the sort of players you expect to win titles or challenge for titles with. And now the problem is, what, what's can, happening? Hang on a second, hang on a second. If not, Let me ask on. you a
3: quick question there. Quick yeah, question. Yeah, go on. Would you swap Luke Shaw yeah. for Alonso at Chelsea or Zinchenko yeah. at, at City? Just be honest, yeah.
2: would you suck? Yeah. You would. And, 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 all right, I don't like Alonso oh, because of the, the stuff that's gone on, but either both. of them, either of them, yeah.
3: Really?
2: Okay. Like, listen, uh, the whole show, Carlos, for me, and I, okay, I might have, you know, bought into it a little bit during the Euros for a laugh, but let's, let's not fa- let's not kid ourselves. This is a guy, Luke Shaw. He's been at the club for seven years now, and he's so erratic. He's so erratic. He's had periods where he's been great, he's had periods where he's been terrible. This season, he hasn't been good at all. The players you've mentioned, I don't think they're you know the 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 best in the world, but I think they do a decent job. And I think that with them, they're more reliable than Luke Shaw. I do. I think Luke Shaw. You don't know what you're gonna get, and that's the problem. Yeah, so check it. Manchester United players. I just don't know what I'm gonna get. Yeah, so check it. So let's talk
1: about another player who's been there for about seven years and is called sure. reliable and unreliable sometimes. Anthony Martial, because obviously, <laughs> yeah. Ralph. Ralph said, ends, yeah, it never ends. With us lot, does
2: it? It doesn't it?" Never it never ends the back, of God.
1: Ralph, yeah. Ralph. said that um, Martial would he didn't, he didn't want he to be part of the squad. He didn't want to play. Then Martial went on Instagram or whatever it was and said, "Now nah, he'll never dis- disrespect the club. He never refused to play." What's going... Listen, this is like... This is like... Every week, it's coming like Coronation Street. There's episode after episode after episode. And listen, I said it on Twitter. United are due Amazon, all or nothing documentary because, listen, the dramas and all sorts that's going on. Hollywood FC, do you understand me? Do you remember yeah. when they unveiled Makaku the On the red carpet in Hollywood and all that. This is what this club is. This is what it is. So what's oh, going man. on, Martial? Is he refusing to play? Is he not refusing? Why would the manager come out and say he's refusing to play and then the player turn out the next day and say, well, sorry, the same night and say, no, I didn't.
2: What kind you know, of nonsense is this? Do you, know, do you know what? I'll be honest with you. I don't see any benefit now in keeping Martial at the club. There's no
1: benefit. Yeah, got, yeah we might as well just get just rid of that get guy. Rid of him. You just get I
2: mean? rid of him. If Sevilla say we don't, we're only going to pay a quarter of his wages, then United should say, all right, we'll pay the other three quarters. Just get him out of the club. Doesn't matter whether you're an anti-Martial fan or not. He's not working with a the manager. There's all this nonsense and drama going on. He scored four Premier League goals last season. He scored one this season. There's absolutely zero point in trying to keep him around and trying to make this work. It ain't working anymore. And listen, I've stuck up for Antti Martial. I've enjoyed Anthony Marshall's goals in the past. You know, the 23 goals in a season, the debut goal against the Scousers, the goal in a semi-final against Everton. But we're talking about ancient history now. It's, it's a shambles. He don't want to be in. The manager obviously doesn't want him here. Whatever's going on, I don't care. Just get rid of him. Seriously, just go. Yeah, like we did with Inter Milan and Alexis Sanchez. Have him, and we'll sort out most of his ways. So, are you just comfortable? To go.
3: Are you comfortable with this? Um, with Ralph coming out and saying, basically airing it out like that? Is that all right? I mean, to be fair, if Pep come out and said that about one of our players. I'd, yeah, Pep's got every right to come yeah. out and air it, air it out. It, don't you think it's showing that there's major... Frat? I think we had a, we had a debate on air a few weeks ago about... Um, and I, I made a bit of a, a comment about maybe the revolution starting and people want out. Got laughed yeah. at since that pod. <laughs> and since then, we've heard Dean Edison wants out we've heard Martial wants out. It sounds like there's a revolution going on. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, I won't, I won't like, let you it say it's just one of those things. But we've heard rumours... This poor. We've heard rumours about Ralph going in places and stuff and that's why some of the the bigger clubs in Germany didn't want to take him on because he goes in there and shakes things up and they
1: felt it was a bit too... (laughs) But you know what though, Mike? Do you know what, Mike? I think it... I think... Shaking the tree. I think this institution of Manchester United, it needs a shake, bro. Do you get me? Because obviously, yeah. you've had Ollie. ollie has been there. He's a nice guy, innit? it needs somebody to come in here and just shake this place to the core. And whoever falls off the branches, falls off the branches. Do you get me. The strongest will survive, and the weak will fall on the floor. And that's what's got. It's got a wrapping because the standards that this got. Listen, there was a flag at Old Trafford against was against Wolves at home that said standards on it, and the standards at Old Trafford have yeah. been poor for a very long time. Do you know what I mean? We're coming yeah. in like no CVFC. Just call us no CVFC. Yeah. David Moyes didn't have a CV, got the job. Then Giggs took over, interim, no CV. Do you understand me? Taking control. Then obviously after Josie, you've got McKenna and Carrick being promoted. No CVs, do you understand me? Then you've got Oli taking over. Do you understand no, no, No proper CV. Then you've got Carrick, interim manager, no CV. Then you've got Ralph, who's coming in. And yeah, he's done jobs, but he's not got an elite CV like, like that. Do you know what I mean? So... United are a mess, bro. And if Ralph's coming in to shake the tree, I'm all for it because I think he yeah. really, really needs it, bro. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. talking about shaking the tree, Ronaldo gave an interview, yeah? <laughs> uh, and he was started talking about also in, in, in the terms of the mentality of <laughs> young players, what he was like as a youngster when he came to Manchester United, who he listened to and the advice he took. And obviously, the way some of his, his interview was edited, it kind of made him seem like he was having a go. But, even though he might not necessarily have been having a go as such, even within what he's saying, everybody could see. He's not happy with what's going on, in it. Obviously, he's a five-time Ballon d'Or winner. He has standards. He's been raised on standards. Do you understand me? Ronaldo was born in 1985. He's not raised with these Snapchat kids. These kids that are on Snapchat and all that, like, do you understand me? This guy was raised on pages, yeah? On one-to-one phone networks, do you understand me? That's what he was on. <laughs> so he, he, he's, he's at Manchester United and trying to tell guys, listen, fix up your performance. A man of crying. Do you understand me? So what, 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 what's going on, mate? How, how,
2: how did you view that um, that in- interview? I didn't have a problem with it at all, I'll be honest with you. I think that there's two reasons I don't have a problem with it. One, I actually believe Ronaldo is, is talking a lot of truth. I remember Ronaldo when he arrived at United. Very much a one trip pony. Very much, you know, people questioning him as he got the temperament to survive in the Premier League. He used to go down quite easily. If you look at his record in the first two seasons, it wasn't that great. And he did learn, he did adapt. And from what he gathered, he did talk to his peers and and you know, listen to their advice. And he grew as a player and he went on to become one of the greatest players ever. So when he talks about listening to others and listening to those with experience, he's done that. We can see that in the way his game's developed. He's a player that's constantly progressed. And then why do you, are you at his, at
1: old Trafford not 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 not? That's not what listening. I mean. That's
2: my that's my other point. Is I look at it and I go, Do you get the impression that these, these this team is 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 trying to progress, is trying to improve, that these youngsters are doing that. No, I don't, I don't really. And I think you've got a player there who has done it, he's won a lot, he's coming in, here, and I don't think he's come here for an all day. I think he's come here to still win things. He's like that guy who's up constantly, he's like a sh- shark. If he doesn't keep moving forward, he'll die. He always wants the next record, the next trophy, and all that. So he's coming here to do that, and he's mm. looking around the dressing room, and he must be looking at these players who've just finished runners up in the Europa League and thinking, and they're dancing around the dressing room, making snapshots or whatever, thinking
1: what, what yeah, but Mar- what, let me ask you something. What is this? You just said what? you think Ronaldo's come here to win things. What has Ronaldo come here to win?
2: Well, I think honestly, I don't care what Roy Keane said. I think when he came here, he would have been sold the idea that we finished second in the Premier League, win a chance for the Premier League. We're in the Champions League, win a chance for the Champions League. We're in domestic trophies as well. Don't really worry about them. But those are the two main prizes we're going to go for. This is what we're about. That's obviously not what he's been promised, not what's happening but well, I think that's in his head, what he thought he was going to be doing when he come here. I thought he would have been thinking well, about it. Okay, yeah. his. he's got to be out of his mind. And I'll tell you why he's got to be out of his mind, because <laughs> not,
3: we
1: really don't. we've not won a trophy for five years. Yeah, How is it? Listen,
2: yeah, Ronaldo Ronaldo is still People having... People write history with this. People write history like, when Ronaldo arrived, he wouldn't have thought he was going to be challenging with the title. He wouldn't have thought... He, was ch- he wouldn't... That he would have done. Like, when he arrived, everyone thought, this is it now. You, you was at Old Trafford, Newcastle game, man. Ram, everyone's buzzing. Everyone's like, oh, yes, Ronaldo's here. This is it now. Yeah, but, bro,
1: on. we was all deluded. And, and we all was all like, deluded. All of us. He every- might have been deluded. delusional. I cannot not
2: believe I mean. Amazing. This is fantastic. I
3: don't you all,
1: this is this being recorded for an holiday? This <laughs> is being
2: recorded.
1: You're people you say like, oh, Ronaldo's,
2: United Ronaldo's not come here like to win things. Of
1: course he has. but obviously, we've got to ask ourselves, though. We've got to ask ourselves a question. Like, really and truly, if someone said to Ronaldo in June, what do you yeah. think you're going to win next season with Manchester United? He couldn't have said yeah. the Premier League. He couldn't have done. He, could have, he, he couldn't could have, have looked it, at McFred, looked at the playing brand staff brand. and thought, yeah, I'm going to win the Premier League. Knowing what he's done over in his career. Let, hey, listen, make no mistake about it, yeah. Ronaldo is still at war. He's at war with Lionel Messi still. Lionel Messi, yeah. Ballon d'Or winner, right? He's still in the battleground. So, I, this is this is why it's a sticky you situation. Know what I mean? Ronaldo's, Ronaldo's not does.
2: taking a season off. He's not come here to waste his 36th and 37th year kicking around eighth place in the Premier League and trying to get us into Europa Conference. That's there's, no in Mate, there's no what? way in his brain
1: cell, Mottie, there's no way in his brain cell he thought Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was going to win the Premier League, bro. You
2: I couldn't have done. I honestly, I don't. Think, I, honestly th- I, don't th- I, agree. I disagree. I think he might have thought he would. I think he'd come here thinking he's going to be challenging for the t- top honours. I do. I don't think he came come here thinking he's going to be sitting around 6th and 7th. I don't think he'd have come here if he thought that. I don't... I, I agree with the point you make about Lionel Messi and the Ballon d'Or thing. I think he still wants to win another Ballon d'Or. If he thought, I'm going to go all traffic... How's he going to do that, all traffic? That's what I mean, though. No, he won't. But I don't think he came here thinking that. I don't think he came yeah. here thinking... I'm going to go to Old Trafford and finish eighth. <laughs> I don't think he thought that <laughs> for one minute. Yes. Hey, he, was, he was deluded. And he was condo, whatever you want to call it. But you know what, Pundit? So was I. Because I, <laughs> I sat hey, thinking, I listen, we've got to go Champions League for Ron. We've got Ronaldo. We've got Sancho. We've just finished second. We're going to challenge now. And I- I'll admit, I was completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, it is what it is. But at
1: the end of the day, Ronaldo grew up with Keane and Where's Ramos. Ramos not and then with... it? no,
2: It's not... Com-
3: It's not not completely over. How many points off the top are you?
1: (laughs) Check this guy
2: out here now. Do you know what? He makes a fair point. If we get a result, if we get a draw against Brentford, it's back on. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) All (laughs) we need is City, City, Chelsea, Liverpool to lose all their games, including the ones against each other. And we're in with a shout.
1: Hey, listen, Marty. I don't really think we're in with a shout because let's just flick over to the blue half of Manchester. Because let me tell you something, yeah. City, what? 12 wins in a row. They've done it four times in the... Pep Guardiola. And I'm going to tell you exactly when they did it, yeah? August 2017 to December 2017, 18 games in a row. February 2019 to August 2019, 15 games in a row. December 2020 to March 21, 15 games in a row. November 21 to January 22, 12 games in a row. Mikes, City are on a roll. And the bandwagon, like I said last week, just keep rolling and rolling and rolling. So you play Chelsea. At uh uh the Etihad, big win. she again? Talk to me, bro. Yeah, massive win, massive win for me.
3: That that's a that's one of those ones where I f- it feels like right, okay, we're onto something. I'm not buying into all this hype about it's over again. Like you say, Liverpool win their games in hand. And it's only like eight points, and that's not massive when there's 16 games to go. So I'm definitely not buying into that. Um, but like you said, there, uh, I think we I think one of our early early conversations on this pod and all that we talked about who could win the league and I said there's only about two, two teams uh, us and Liverpool and, and possibly Chelsea Putsch, that can win more than 10 games in a row not going a 10 game unbeaten run winning 10 games in a row is, is a tough thing to do and like you said I didn't, uh, it passed me mind that he's done it four times but yeah we've gone on that run again and it's put us in a, in a, a good position in terms of the mm. game though um, absolutely no complaints whatsoever I mean Sterling's looking like his frightening best. I mean he had Xavier Alonso on toast for pretty much, yeah. uh, not Alonzo, Alonzo um, Alonso on toast um, for pretty much most of that game, and yeah, with Sterling on form like that, he, he's, un- he's unplayable really, um, and yeah, from start to finish, you have got to be thinking that's the team second in the league, and we've played them now over 180 minutes and bossed them twice, um, uh. and 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 that's that's telling within itself. You know, even like say Edison had to pull out a, a top world class saving in the middle of it all. But again, you know, you're playing second in the league, you, you should expect to concede one or two chances, and expect players in key areas to step up. We're doing it all without a set of forward. It's weird. That game's a prime example. You got one team with a 90 million pound set of forward on show. You got one, another team without an awful lot set of forward on, on display. And a team without an orthodox set of, orthodox set of forward or, 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 in playing comes out on top and, and yo, man How much,
1: down, man, misses, how, much how much did they pay for Lukaku? Ninety mil. Is is yo listen. it's was 100, it was 100 one, eh? Hey, hey, I don't one, care one, how then, much man. I don't care how much it was, bro. I thought he had his construction site boots on I thought. Listen, this guy's come here to build the Deansgate Towers. That touch, that <laughs> first touch that he's got, bro. It was awful fun. Listen, he's, he was supposed to have been the outlet, yeah, for Chelsea to build and do what they need to do. I can't. He says, he's a hard watch, bro, Lukaku. too get, gets his goal, He cap, He's a hard, hard watch. But Mike, so I'm just asking you something. So, why is it you think City find it quite easy to dominate these top teams? What is it that stuff like, is it, is it is it just the fact that you just keep keep the ball, or is it the actual quality of the player, or, or is it the system? What is it that makes it so easy, bro?
3: You just—it's a combination of things. It's never with any to win a football match, as you as you guys well know. It, it, it's never—it's rarely one thing that that, that gets you, gets you over the line. It's a combination of, of things. But in terms of the consistency, it's 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 all three of those. Uh, for me, the primary, mm. the primary the primary the primary thing is the system. Others will argue and say, no, it's the players. Because some will go back to Pep's first season and say we didn't have the players and it weren't as fluid. But to me, that was a combination of what you, Prizes, probably think you're going through with with Ralph in terms of it's a new system. People are getting used to it at the same time as um, the players not quite being there. So for me, it's the, the system. Um, and then also, it's just familiarity now. A lot of our players in that team there have been there for a number of years and that. I get it. And that- and players that I knew that come into that um, are allowed to work out their role in it without affecting the team's results. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, we have got good players. I, I, there's not there's not too many... Like, a prime example, Team C came out, no Ruben Diaz. I think second in the league. I didn't even bat an eye me. I thought, I'm quite happy <laughs> with John Stones. Quite happy with John Stones and Laporte defending that defence because those two have been i the heart of a, a elite title.
1: I'll be season. honest though, mate. I'll be honest. I did think Lukaku might give John Stones a stiff shoulder, you know. Do you get me? Do you know what I mean? On a one-on-one, going through a little, a little bunks here and there, because Lukaku's quite strong in it. I've seen what he did to my man. What was it? Conzo at Villa Park, like like, like that over week. So that can always happen innit? it. But I thought that. I thought, bruh. All right, Diaz. He, he, he must he must just be giving him a rest or something innit? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's played a lot
3: of, lot of games and stuff. I don't know the ins and outs of why he went' involved. But again, it's just that whole. He, he dropped someone into that team now, Pep, and it, it's not a, it's not a oh my God, what's he doing here kind of thing. You know, I think again, it's another game we beat Chelsea, dominated with a DM. So there'll probably be some City City fans brewing. If only, if only in the Champions League final, but that's that's gone that now. But but yeah, mm. like I say, can't complain. We're flying at the minute. We've got a run of games, like I say, but for my point of view, it's nowhere near over. Uh, but again, this next month or so is going to be. Uh, critical up I think I think you're um no, we've got Spurs, I think, in a couple of
1: weeks. It's the next, like, yeah, but Mike, the top five or six. Mike, let me ask you something because a few weeks on here, yeah, you were t- telling me and Marty quite clearly that you had a slight issue with KD being the fluency of your team. Well, he won the game for you yesterday. With, with, you know what I mean? With a great strike. Like, what, well, do you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't have got the three points without KDB yesterday. So is yeah. it a problem for you still, or what? Because sometimes whoa, whoa. It's let's, earth, let's, go on.
3: Let's get let's get the facts right. <laughs> let's get the facts right first. I did say sometimes when we play, I feel like we play more fluid without him a team. But I wouldn't drop him because of what he offers. I think I think that's what I said, pundit. So let's just get out there. So I understand All why right. he's clean. He's a special player. <laughs> we did drop him even in that game yesterday. There's a part of me thinking that ah, is he the guy that needs to come off. I looked at a bench spot. Probably not. Pep kept him on. He got the winner. I have no issue with KDB. And and like I said, I get why he starts. He'll start most games. I just feel sometimes our rhythm is slightly more fluid without him. But individually, what he brings to the team, you can't leave him out.
2: Can Can I just ask Mike about? Obviously, it's a you know he pretty much. I watched I watched a, a bit of the game. Um, and I I, I, don't, I, read, I never really thought Chelsea were going to win. I know Lukaku sort of had that chance that Edison saved and there was another one in the first half where he tried to play in ZH or whatever, but I always felt you had the beating of Chelsea. I just want to ask you about Jack Grealish because he's been coming up a little bit in conversations on this podcast. What do you make of him? Are you any concerns there? Because obviously you're flying. Is he flying? Is he doing all right? He's not flying. So you know, it's, it's interesting on Jack Grealish and I don't know what it is. There's
3: quite, quite a band of City fans that are really protective over him and I won't have anything bad about him, said about him. I'm not one of them. He's, he's playing poor. And that's it for me. Will he come good? I believe so. Is he a good player? Yes, he is. But does he start in City's current, current best 11? Not for me. Champions League final tomorrow, I do not start Jack Grealish. That's just just my opinion. Yeah, I might. Will, he, will, I be saying, will I be saying this this time next season? Probably not. Because he would have been under Pep for over 12 months. Um, and it'll go into that position. So I've got no concerns over him. I just do not think he's playing well. And I'm not worried about saying that. And I think he knows he's not playing well.
1: You have got so concerns him over him, Mike. Pardon? You have got concerns over him. You told me and Motte that you didn't know what he brought to your team that you haven't already got. So that is a concern. Mm. Uh, currently, that I think is what I said. And that may grow. So No, no, no. no. You're not gonna politic your way out out, out out of this one. You, you said, <laughs> Do you know what my concern is with my man? Yeah? He's got yeah, I don't know what he's bringing to our team. We're, 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 we've got everything. We've got a dribbler, we've got the football specialist, we've got the runner, we've got the speedster in Sterling. I'm just a bit unsure. I'm i I'm a bit concerned of where, where, where he's gonna fit in. So are you telling me are you telling me and Motti and the people listening that you're changing your tact on that now or what?
3: No, 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 no. Uh, stick to the same. I still don't think I don't think I don't think Grab Bealish really improves any of those areas that you just described there or basically. But will he? Will he grow and go
1: beyond that? So is your worst attacker?
3: Worst attacker at if we he wouldn't start for me. That's my that's the stance I'll go with.
1: But is he your worst
3: attacker? Worst <laughs> attacker.
1: Hmm. He's yeah, is he better than Maret? Yes or no?
3: Than, he's a better footballer than Jesus, I think. But on form and performances, you is think? He doing better than Jesus now I I wouldn't say
1: so. But is he uh, So, currently, he is him? your worst attacker.
3: If that's your opinion, that's not my opinion. <laughs> this is, my, opinion. This yeah, is yeah, like... this is you. a political debate here. You two, like, we'll just give <laughs> <Yeah. a>
2: straight <laughs> I don't know what he's You know what I
3: think... I'm he's asking trying, you, he's Mike. Trying to, he's trying to get me to call Jack Udish rubbish. said... Nah, no, I'm
2: he's not. No, no, I'm not. No, Yeah, am not. If you've got, like, good things, and the worst one of those good things isn't necessarily a bad thing,
1: Right, Right, but all I'm trying to work out, yeah, because when it's United, Mikes has got a lot to say about our attackers. (laughs) He's got a lot to say about who's poor and who's good. So now I'm reversing the question, I'm asking him. So, Mikes, just give me a straight answer, son. Is Grealish better than Raheem Sterling, yes or no? Is Grealish... Listen,
3: Raheem
2: Sterling Sterling offers Man City's team more than Jack Grealish. Right. Can I just ask you Can I just ask you one question, Mikes, yeah? This is a simple question I've got for you, right? Do you regret signing him? No! Why should right. I? Right, it's that's the question. Leave. That's the question. Because okay. you might think we don't even need him. We I, I wish we hadn't bothered with him. But if you don't, that's fair enough.
3: Why would I be... Well, why why worried? Worried. Second, a few second, weeks ago...
2: Why would, yeah. I, why would I be concerned about adding a decent player to our squad? I think... Because you might think not think you need him. You way. might think of him. you know what? We don't actually need the kid. It's that you know i'm we not saying that that's what i'm asking that you that's I what i'm mean, asking you, you thinking, guys get it, do you know what like we could have just stuck cole palmer in there and not bother with this kid and we'd be all right yeah that's that be true yeah that's that's okay i'm not i'm, I'm not telling you i don't know i've I barely watched jack Greenley this season that's why i'm asking you do you regret signing him your answer is no it's not no, like no. i'm saying you should i'm asking you do you is there a party that thinks do you know what we need to bother with him no no right? No, that's all it is i'm not like saying that is the case I, you, you sat here and you told me Jack Grealish has set the world alight. I wouldn't question you because you watch far more than him than I do. I'm just asking you, from what I gather, Like, obviously he's, he's not exactly done recreating his Villa forms yet. Do you regret signing him? Do you think you actually didn't, don't really need him? You obviously don't think that. You think you do? Fair enough. I I'm was just, I'm just curious because you, know, you might have been like, actually, he's already looking like we don't really need him. Yeah, but it's a squad game. I'm sure that's what Mike oh, I'm said. Not gonna you...
3: sit here, I'm not going to sit here and go, we don't need him. Two yeah. injuries down the line, and we might need him in it. It's yeah, like yeah. No, it's it. A, we've just lost Baron Torres. It's not a case of one player makes the whole team
1: be what it is. So I'm not. Yeah. Gonna so I'll hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So how could you not have that thought process when we were talking about Jane Sancho a few weeks ago, Mike's? <laughs> what's that? All of a sudden, is we might need him further down the line and all that. What's going on? What What's the Jaden
3: Sancho debate, we're having Now. <laughs>
1: No, I'm saying to you, a few weeks ago, you were talking about Jadon Sancho. Oh, look, he's bought some 8, 8, 80 million flop, rare, 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 rare. And now we're talking about Jack Grealish. So, listen, mate, we can't have enough good players. We might need him further along down the line. But that wasn't your yeah, thought yeah. process about Sancho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all right, then. So
3: we're now, so let's just get on to that. We're sitting top of the league and we've got a guy <laughs> there that we've got to work from Villa that's not yeah. improving the squad dramatically. But you're top of the league, there's margins, in it? The Jaden Sancho us about was to be. was about you guys are languishing, way off the pace, <laughs> way off the pace, yeah. And you need a man to get straight in there. So eighty yeah. million quid is a bit of a. It's it, you, you've got to be thinking this is a, a, a an investment here that we need to work quite quickly. So that's what that was about. And I, I also oh, said Sancho, me, Sancho, me, come good. We don't know, it, and that. But at the same time, was it the answer that you needed right away? and you've got £80 million sat there on the bench juggling, now you've gone and put a youth team guy in there, which you said you don't really read. I, I think we're having two different conversations about the guys that are starting overhead of Grealish and the guys that are starting ahead of Jaden Sancho. Don't you think so, Pundit?
1: <laughs> Listen, yeah. It don't matter which way you try and dress it up, yeah? We've heard your point, and it, you, one minute you had a concern on Grealish, and now you don't seem to have a concern about Grealish. Oh, but it's cool. Nah, whoa, whoa, nah, let's, let's just...
3: So the greenest thing, like I said, I've, I've, I'm sticking to the point of that I don't think he brings anything better than what's already out there. But I, I'm not sat here thinking what the hell's he doing it. Why would I?
1: It's not disrupting anything. Yeah, but he could be disrupting. He could be disrupting one of the youth names. Not, huh? Let's keep the facts. So according it's according to you. Really, yeah, 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 I get that. Like, you're top of the league. You're doing fantastic well. How many, how many slurs did you have over, over, over Christmas? You? I've heard you say top of the league about 15 times in the space of five minutes. He's right. You're trying to find an issue with what
3: I'm saying about City players be, and making it a, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be. And I'm thinking, well, no. No, 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 no,
2: no, It's no, not no, perfect, no, no. but I'm it's not, not I'm not coming from that. You're I'm, I'm, all right. Yeah, I'm genuinely like, I was curious as to whether you were like thinking... Yeah, do we even need him? But obviously, you're saying you do. That's fair enough. That was the only question I had. We've been there, as right? listen, I've been there myself when we bought Varane. We were flying. We bought one everything. We went and bought Varane. I can't like, remember that. At, car, about, what, well, yeah, all right. It's not you're not that young son. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and it was like, okay, he's a great player, fantastic player, especially in Europe. But it's like, do we actually need him? That's what my 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 query was. But I think Sam... Would no, go, it's, fair. it's
1: a fair question. It's a it's fair question. question. I don't know yeah, it's a fair question. But move... <laughs> yeah, fair question. But listen, moving on, right? Because obviously some news came out this week or was it for the past week about City overtaking United's revenue for the first time now. That kind of made some noise. And listen, it will make noise because it's quite a big thing when you think about it, right? So I've got a question for both of you Yeah, Do you two think City will become bigger than United in our lifetime? <laughs>
2: straight in with that hey eh? yeah drink, mate. i'll let mike's answer this one and then i'll give you my opinion so, hey, hey, so for me yeah <laughs> i'll be honest with you
0: yeah i
3: don't even actually know what bigger means so for instance now if we take a, if we have if you set some criteria for a big club so say you get attending it's most weeks over 40k mm-hmm. you get um your top signings You signings are you've got top signings over 30 mil and, and basically, you 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 you're got you, you a, a world-class manager. You meet them criteria, you're a big club. No, I'm actually <laughs> thinking about it.
1: No, I'm actually thinking nah, about it. No, 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 Mike. No,
3: yeah, no, Mike. I've
2: got criteria. <laughs> I've got criteria, <laughs> <laughs> then. Right, if we're going to we're gonna go down that <laughs> role, me, right, your criteria is, go on. We can, make, we can all do this, Mikes. We can all do this one. That's the point I'm making.
3: The point I'm making is, we can sit here right now, all the people's, and set yeah. criteria for yeah. what constitutes a big club, okay. yeah. and it, none of it matters. All that matters, really and truly, is that in the last few years we've been at the top, winning things, and you know it looks like we're in a bit of a situation where we, we're, we're probably going to be continuing to be there for while the current structures in place, and and that's all that matters. Like you say, we've had compared, we've had title races with Chelsea and and Liverpool over the last few years, clubs that are, are, are competing at the top. You get me, but they're not sat there. Everyone, not Chelsea, anyway. definition of big club is so that you other, so I don't know what a big club is. Do you know? Do you know what with, uh, that, with,
2: with that, this, that that about
3: making more money yes. and taking sorry more revenue? Yeah, it's a nice start to hear, it, and it shows that the club's being in the right way, and and those things are, 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 are all good.
1: But in terms of being bigger than United in the next, so you're, uh, hour, so you're, minute, so you're saying it doesn't mean terf. anything, then Mike? Being a big club, are you? Are you saying like? Now, are you saying overall, City overtaking United's revenue for the first time in what in 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 the Premier League era? It kind of like doesn't really mean anything. Is 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 that what you are saying? It, it
3: it means something in terms of in terms of growth and that. So it, I'm not going to write yeah. it off because any well-run business wants to be up there with with numbers and figures, looking like the best around. And and so yeah, in that sense, it means something. Um, but does that mean in the summer that the fact that we made more revenue than this year? That every player that both clubs go in for will automatically get him. No, it doesn't. So, what is it we're here for, isn't it? As a fan, it depends on who's looking at those stats as well. As a fan, it's nice. Am I bothered? No. What what matters to me is us continuing this run that we're on and picking up that Premier League
2: trophy again at the end of the year. And you guys, yeah, do you know what? Do you know what? though, Mike? That's probably the most sensible thing I've ever heard you say. Honestly, I get that. <laughs> yeah. I get that. I do. <laughs> <laughs> right, And obviously, mine's a little bit coming from a little bit of a different angle. But my angle with this is, for starters, I don't care about how much revenue United are making. If the Glazers are going to take a lot of it anyway, or we're going to waste a lot of the money we spend on players that don't work out. I'm more concerned on how we spend our money rather than what we're, what money we're making. Secondly, yeah, yeah. We, we set ourselves up with these things and we go, oh, City have overtaken us in revenue. Now, I am the least sort of financially savvy person on this podcast, if not, you know, in, in Salford. I ain't got a clue. So when I don't know about things, I read up on them. So when I heard this, I thought, okay, what's he saying? And there's reasons that United's revenues dropped. Crowds not being in the ground, the the, the, the Chevrolet deal ended and all this sort of stuff. Now, what might happen next season is United might make more revenue because we just signed a deal with TeamViewer. Crowds are in the, in the ground again. And you go, okay, great. We've got re- our revenues back up. We've overtaken City again. And people go, oh, that's fantastic. Well, it's not fantastic. It's meaningless if we're still giving a glazed load of money. We're still wasting money. And we've we, we moved the goalposts all the time as a club. And we've gone from a club that was making more revenue, more money than almost any other football team, to one now where we're going to be celebrating if we're making more money than City. And that's not how it should be. That isn't how it should yeah. be. And I think that's the problem about this ownership. What? We just lower the goal, we move the goalposts all the time. So we go from winning titles and challenging the titles to, oh, if we get top four now, we'll be happy. And it's that's what that's all this is. It's just another reason yeah. to sort of lower the bar and go, I tell you what, if we can catch up with City or overtake them in revenue, that's a bonus. It's not. It doesn't matter yeah but the what thing is, is though seeing on the pitch, which isn't good enough but the thing is though like Mike's mentioned a key
1: word before which was growth in it like so let right. me ask both of you again now like is this growth of city happening a lot faster than you expected in it because so Mike let so me ask you first yeah because obviously the shake has been there like what, what 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 a decade now or so do you know what I mean like is it is it our city growing at a faster pace than you even you imagine
3: um no Actually, I, I suppose what, for me, it was all about getting that first title in it. And I just, with those titles when those sorts of things are happening, then growth just, just will follow in it. That just goes without saying, obviously, it just goes without saying, even that one title, Leicester one, they've become a more renowned world name than previously. It just happens, in it. So I think yeah. it's weird. Some, some, some things do surprise me, though. Like you said, we've just come out of the back of a pandemic there. Um, and that and our obviously our commercial guys are still plotting around the world trying to make sure we're at the forefront and securing the best deals who are around. Um, but yeah, but it shouldn't surprise us really because a lot of successful companies want to attach their brands to successful things, and at the moment, yeah, so, a
1: yeah, football club. So, yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think success breeds success in it, and I believe Pep Guardiola's accelerated it in it because who would have thought that? City would have what would, would have won like what four out the last five. Well, this title's not won yet, but it looks it looks like nailed on that. City are going to probably win this Premier League title, isn't it? So if you if it's just so you're to do that's four out the last five titles, and that's like what that's Pep Guardiola, and he's he's accelerated it in it. So I think City's growth is going at a faster pace than what really and truly it probably would have done if they had a different manager in place, isn't it? Do you get me? So, in that sense, I think, it, it, yeah, it doesn't matter in terms of on paper, yeah, it's revenue, this, revenue, that. But what it's showing is is that City have caught up to a lot of clubs that thought they were safe and proper. Liverpool, Arsenal's, do you know what I mean? Newcastle, whoever else, Tottenham, boom, boom, boom. And City have closed that gap very quickly because let's not forget, yeah, City are getting money for winning all these league titles. Do you understand me? That's extra revenue through the door. Do you understand me? So, but on the ground level in terms of United and City, I don't think City will be a bigger club overall than United for a very, very, very long time, it Because there's lots of stuff that goes, so goes into that, well, innit? As Mike's received. Just, just,
3: just, just out, like I say, not that anyone's, not that any City fans since is remotely bothered, but just define bigger. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, then. Let me ask you, let, 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 let me throw the no, question no, no, back no, to no, you no, for now.
3: Try and it. Just answer the question. Just define, that's all we want to no, Just so we know what all right. Pundit J. Pundit J's got in yeah. mind when talks about yeah. it. It will never be bigger.
1: Right, check it. The biggest clubs in the world, yeah, as we want to call it in inverted commas, are the most successful clubs in the world, isn't it? Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Manchester United, Barcelona. Everybody knows them four, especially, are probably known as the greatest, the most successful, biggest. And what's it based on? The size of their museum. Why is why is the size of their museum bigger than anybody else's? Because they've won the most trophies. So they are now classed as the biggest clubs in the world, isn't it? So that's what happened. So for City, for example, to be bigger than Manchester United, your museum would have to exceed Manchester United's museum. Do you understand me? Hence why you'd have to have bigger stadium, bigger fan base world w- w- worldwide, you'd have to have that mythical you've got to remember you. Know, you see the Busby Babes and Alex Ferguson and all these things playing to now I think City are building that. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying city aren't building that. I think city are building that. I think 9320, Aguero, I think Pep Guardiola's era, I think Roberto Manchin, I think all these things in fifty years' time. Hundred years time, when we've left Earth, yeah, people will look back at it, right, flipping out. That that would become City's main story of the modern era. Obviously, City have got a history, but I'm talking about the modern era. Do you get me? Whereas United and Real Madrid and whoever else have got what five stars on their chest from winning five Champions Leagues and all that. Just City are yet to win a Champions League. It all adds to the status and prestige of your club. So that's what I mean by bigger. So I think City to overtake Manchester United, Real Madrid, and Barcelona. They've got a long way to go, but what I will say so, so is that... you're
3: basically saying we just have to match the trophy count. Is that, your, is that what you
1: I think I think, that's, I think that's the main one, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the main one. Because if you think about it, if you ask anybody in, in England, who are the two biggest clubs in, in, in England, everyone's going to tell you Manchester United and Liverpool. Why? Because them two clubs have won the most trophies in this country. Go to Germany. Who's the biggest club in Germany? Bayern Munich. Why? They've won the most trophies. Go to Italy. Who's the biggest club in Italy? Juventus. AC Milan. Why? They've won the most trophies. Go to France. Who's the biggest club in France? What? PSG. Why? They've won the most trophies. It goes on and on and on. It's very simple. Success defines what you are, it? So I think City are well on their way. And I think they're moving at, at a quicker pace than imagine at the start. Do you know what I'm saying? And listen, it, it ain't no, I can't sit here and say in 300 years' time, 200 years' time. City won't have a bigger museum and won't won't, won't, won't be more successful because the might be. I just won't be able to witness it, bro. You get it, time,
2: <laughs> I won't be able to witness it. You get I me? That's all say, I man, The year, what is it? I can't even word out the year twenty three, twenty two. Let's sit
1: here all <laughs> big in the bigger than you Wow. <laughs> you get me? That's that, that's what i like. But I think, listen, let me tell you something, though. I think the so, CSG so thing...
3: You've you just done that, by the way. You, your, your, your French
1: stat was a load of tosh, but go on anyway. Right, but anyway, you know well, what? was it, Marseille?
3: Big, is P, a PSG the most successful club in France?
1: Well, I don't know. They've only been going for
2: 50 years, so... the, the Well, at least well, the I one of them, anyway. I'd it? assume, assume it's Marseille, is it? Marseille, isn't it? I don't Marseille, Yeah, I'd presume so I always get it. Did they get a European Cup so coffin? Say say say
3: FCN and then the So there's a few clubs that have that have that have have won more than 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 PSG, but what you've done there is you put PSG
2: up to the forefront based on how you feel. And you know what do you know what Mike no no Mike Mike, no like the reason like Mike said it earlier. The thing with this is right, if you had a Scouser on here now, he'd argue that they're the biggest one. If you had a, you know, I've had this conversation with like Arsenal fans and things like that. People give them different criteria. Oh, you know, Spurs will sell, we're a bigger club, we've got more fans than than Chelsea or whatever. It's the criteria is always going to be different with different fans. Do you know what I mean? So we can, you know, go on, Are you, do you think United can fight off City?
1: Because this gap, this gap on the pitch and off the pitch is getting closer. Yeah. It adds I I think, I on think, the pitch, I think
2: on the pitch. I, 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 yeah, well, I, I well, well,
3: well, let's get. If I, I talk about on the pitch. <laughs> no, let's not go down
2: that route. Like, like, even I'm not going to go in that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think for me, a big part of it's one of the the criteria is, is the, the fan base. How many, how many, I'm still old school. How many fans you getting through the gate and how many fans you've got. And I think what happens is if you have a sustained period of not winning things. And another club down the road has a sustained period of winning things, then that is going to affect your crowds and your fan base. Now, United historically, even when we was in Division Two, was second tier, had the biggest fan, the you know the greatest sort of a uh, highest attendance. Sorry, we didn't win the title for 26 years. We still had the biggest crowds. My question is though, if that was to happen again, and you've got a, a, city, a team down the road, is that going to continue? I think it'd take a long, long time. I'll be honest with you, I don't know about 300 right. years, but I think it'd take you a right long pay time. 300 years. Listen, bro. For the, for the time Liverpool the didn't win a title. That's what Liverpool I'm saying. Liverpool a title, title for 30 years. years.
1: And they still, years and still the biggest club. Yeah. yeah did, it's going to take did, a so long, long it, time for City to get to, get to that point. They're I, well, I well on the way in it. it and they're doing everything in the power yeah, that they can
2: you know, You know me, Mike um Pundit. Sorry, I'm Mikes as well. You know, any time I come coming in, I think the reason we can we can do this podcast without it becoming silly is, I think, especially me and you, Pundit, willing to look at what City doing. And, you know, despite the facts, it pains me. See what they're doing, and I look at my club and say, "What are we doing to react to that? What are we doing about that?" Yeah, Not moaning yeah. about City and starting try to be financial fair play experts when you're that stupidness. Going, "What are United doing about this?" And that's what yeah. concerns me, and that is what I want to look at my club. Yeah. And they look at this and they go, "Right, revenue. City are beating us in revenue. What are you doing about that? How are you fixing it? How are you fixing this mess?" That's what we should yeah. be doing because I don't want to sit here and go, "That's all bitter," and go. <laughs> No, United need to look at it and make sure that this doesn't happen and our great, 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 great grandkids are having this argument from the other side of the arena.
1: Yeah, no, for real. But a quick one before we dip off. These cancellations, COVID cancellations, what are you, man? Are these
2: clubs trying to swindle the Premier League or what's going on? I will say this, and I'll say this about anything, right? Blame the rule makers if you're angry. If you, let, mm. if you were letting these people, these teams, do this... Yeah, because I don't agree with it. I don't think you should be able to cancel a game because you've got players on the AFCON or you've just loaned out mm. too many players. That's stupidness. But if those are the rules and you can get away with it, then why wouldn't you? Mm. I might not yeah. like it. It might, might, might leave a bit of a sour taste in the mouth, but those are the rules you've set for people and people have gone, okay, yeah, we're going to use this to our advantage. I don't blame the people using it to their advantage. I blame the rulemakers. They need to be strict so I go, hang on a minute, that ain't COVID. You've got one guy off with COVID and you've sent a loan to, to the African Net, Cup of Nations. No, that that's not how it works. Tough. You yeah. better bring some young players in or bring some resis in because you're playing your fixture. So, for me, it's the Premier League that needs to look at themselves, not necessarily Arsenal or whoever else are bending these rules.
3: Yeah, yeah. Right, so I agree. And to be fair, I think a lot of fans are being quite hypocritical. in it. Because like, um, I'll tell you now, yeah, um, I've sat there in the past as a fan. And when we played against our title rivals like <laughs> Liverpool and Chelsea... And it's- <laughs> this guy's cheeky, you know. What? This it's guy's like, cheating. No, it's like 2012,
2: hey. 2013 never happened. Hey. Is Morty, Honestly, Morty, it just, it, He knows hey. that all the time. What? Morty, you know, I'm
1: up in the years. It ain't even 300 no more. It's
2: 500 years before the you know catch I mean? like, <laughs> Exactly. It's like, you know what? Like, you never finished second or first ever. i to Mike. Point, <laughs> hey? <That in> recent-
0: <laughs> we finished you you know second last season.
3: you know what I can't do it? The listeners <laughs> are... Like current affairs, in it, there's nobody <laughs> going all the way back there. Listen, like, the point of the making... season, we were second, but you ignore that. The point I'm making, the point I'm making, yeah, is I've sat there and thought, when, when I've heard Vincent Company's out, I wish we could push this game back a few days. And every fan, thought, you want your best players in the best game, obviously, we know it did not happen, in, but fans have yeah. those thoughts processes, so then to be sat there now, going absolutely mental about. Clubs try to do this and do that. Like, yeah, it's not great. It's not good. Um, and I it the other one the other day. Was it? Was it David Moyes that said anyone that I, I think I agree with this though. Any postponed games um, in this period? If you sign a player in January, they shouldn't be allowed to play in the in the, in, in the rearranged fixture. Um, I don't know. I think I get I get the the logic behind it. Um, mm. But Yeah, mm. and for me, it's the, like as Marty said, it's the rules in it. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's the rules in it, and obviously. Dude, like you said, it's sticky times. That's in, in, in certain in certain ways. Do you know what I mean? So, well, but obviously, like you both said, in it, every team's just trying to gain gain an advantage by it. In it, do you know what I mean? There's too much money at stake. Finishing finishing in the top four. Do you know what I mean? Seeing as the title seems more or less wrapped, wrapped up already, you get me in January. So it is what it is. But um, but yeah, man. Listen, lads, it's been a good chat again, on not it? And listen, people out there, you know what I mean. Like like like, we appreciate you tuning in. Do you know what I mean? And. Interacting with us on Twitter and all that, but listen if you don't know, we're all on Twitter, innit? So you can check me out at Pundit J at P-U-N-D-I-T underscore J-A-Y. Marty, what's yours? It's at J-A-Y M-O-T-T-Y, yeah? Yeah, j Marty, that's the one, bro. j Marty and Mike's is at M-Y-K-E-Z-U-K, yeah? Yeah, 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 <laughs> that's,
2: the one. that's the one. I always get I can say, you know what, right? I keep getting tagged in these tweets with Mike with these city fans. And they're all telling Mike's how much they love him and well done, Mike's and all this, but tagging me in the tweet as well, man. I'm thinking, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure i all, all getting a lot of love here. And looking, it's just like people complimenting Mike's and then tagging me in the tweet.
1: <laughs> now it's all good, but listen, you know what I mean? There's people listening abroad and all that. So shout out to you lot as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, hopefully we're bringing that Mancunian flavour straight, straight, straight into your house or your car. Or wherever it is you're tuning in, do you know what I mean? Whether you're on a jog or walking a dog or whatever it is you're doing, do you know what I mean? But listen, big up to every single one of you that are tuning in. But you know the drill, people share it, tell a friend, forward it in your group chats, do you know what I mean? Even tweet it if you like, do you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But listen, we're here every week, we discuss Man United, Manchester City, all the affairs that's going on, do you know what I mean? So it's been me, it's been nice. It's me, Pundit J, as I said, J Motty. And Mike's the City Fund. You know what I mean? So until next time, people, take care. Enjoy your week. We're gone.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?